Art-loving homeschoolers unite! If you've been looking for a place where you can find fun ideas for your homeschool art and introduce your kids to the amazing world of art history, you found it. Grab your coffee and join me, Lotus Stewart, a homeschooling mom of two creative teenagers and the founder of Art History Kids. This is the Homeschool Art Revolution podcast, where each week we'll explore simple yet powerful ideas that will help you to nurture your child's creativity and self-expression. I'm so delighted you're here. Let's dive into this week's chat. Are you gearing up for a new homeschool year, but maybe you've got your books and your binders and your folders and your pencils and you're looking at your homeschool art area thinking, oh my gosh, these used up crayons and unpopular construction papers and empty glue bottles. This is sad. What are we going to do? Today's video will help you to refresh and inspire your art area. There's something so exciting about a new school year and getting all of the things organized and ready for a fresh start. And the art area is one of the most amazing ways to kind of reset and refresh and have an amazing place for your kids to create all year long. So you don't need to go overboard or have a Pinterest worthy art area to make things really inspiring for your kids. The most important thing is to have things accessible for them and accessible at whatever age they are. So taking into consideration their age and what's appropriate to have accessible. But as they get older, do add more to that art area. And if you've been putting things up on a higher shelf or they have to ask you for art supplies, it's great to have things out that you know are okay for them to use. It gives them that independence and that um, ability to create when inspiration strikes. So beyond even the art supplies, the actual art area is really important where you set it up because where it's convenient in our house isn't always where our kids prefer to create art. And if possible at all, kind of start to notice where do my kids like to create? Is it near a sunny window? Is it actually outside? Is it in their room where they can have quiet and time to think? So if it is possible to have not the whole art area maybe, but even just a basket or a little box of art supplies in their most favorite spot, that's a really good way to start. And it's also important to remember that the art area doesn't have to be an art area. It doesn't have to be all in one place. You can have little art bins or baskets or drawers around your house where different things, different kinds of art happen. That's totally fine. You could also think about different kind of non-traditional things to add to your art area. So you might be thinking about art supplies in terms of paints and paintbrushes and pastels and papers and crayons. Those are all amazing and we will talk a little bit more about those today. But what about books? Books are so fantastic to have in the art area and there are so many spectacular books about artists for kids. I've written blog posts about this. I've done roundups on the website, so I will link to a few of those around this video. But books are a really epic way, and it could be a rotating basket of books from the library as well. It doesn't have to be a huge investment, just having books around that introduce your kids to different artists. 
There are also some really fun games about art and art history specifically. So that could be another thing you think about. Could our art area have some kind of a game element, some kind of a fun toys, things like that. There are these really cool flip books that I always see in the museum gift shops. Museum gift shops are an amazing place to find inspiration for your art area. And then other stuff, things like found objects that your kids could use for sculptures, um, things like tactile things, clay or sandpaper or different found papers, things that they could use for collage, a handful of sand, a really exciting leaf that you found on a nature walk. All of these things can go into your art area and become inspiration and become actual art supplies in some cases when they create found art sculptures or add texture into a painting. These things are really fun to have on hand. So those are the kind of things you can't really plan for ahead of time. It's just good to have a little basket where you know that you'll collect them or a little box, whatever works best for your area. And just keep it in mind as you're going about your life, oh, this would be great for art. And then make sure that you bring it back and put it in that box or basket so that your kids can use it at a future time. Now for art supplies, I think a little bit goes a long way and in a lot of cases less is more. Sometimes if there are 20 options it's overwhelming. So just having a couple options is amazing at first and that goes for colors as well. You can mix every color from the three primary colors. Maybe adding in white and black so you can do some tints and shades but you don't need 50 different tubes of paint to create amazing art. You can start simple and build from there. See what your kids like, see what they're actually using, see what they're not using so you don't buy any more of that. This is a really good way to kind of um, dive in and curate an art area that's specific to your kids. So there is a big difference in quality most times from student grade to professional grade. And most of the time student grade is great. And also student grade can be safer because those things are designed for use by kids and they may be less toxic than the professional grade materials. But there are a few times when the professional grade makes such a big difference and gives such a better result. So I'm thinking about tubes of watercolor, um, certain kinds of paper, these things, paint brushes that don't leave the bristles everywhere in your art. If you can upgrade just a few things like those, the most important things to the professional grade quality or even mid, mid range, it doesn't have to be the super high luxury professional, but just not the Crayola basic kids version that can sometimes, they're sometimes wonderful, but sometimes can be frustrating. So just take a look at where is it okay and um, not even worth it to upgrade basic things like I love air dry clay from Crayola is wonderful. There are really great um, higher end air dry clays as well that are also great. But for most cases, the Crayola version is wonderful. I love using tempera cakes. If you haven't tried these yet, definitely add them into the mix this year. They look like a little hockey disc they are hard little discs of paint. But the wonderful thing is if you have this thing in with your kids where everything turns brown after one painting session because they dip the paintbrush back into all the colors, you'll love these temper cakes. You can rinse them under running water 
and they just go back to their original colors. So you don't need to worry about everything having turned brown from not washing off your paintbrush. Watercolor pencils are also amazing, and these are a favorite to take to an actual art museum on a trip if you go see art in person, because they're wonderful for sketching, and then when you return home, you can create a painting out of that sketch by adding just water. So watercolor pencils are really versatile and fun, and can allow you to create art in a lot of different ways in a lot of different environments. And then something tactile, something sculptural, something that your kids can make something three-dimensional with. So whether that's modeling clay or air dry clay or something else that you find that your kids love to create with, that would be a fun element as well because two-dimensional art is great and three-dimensional art sometimes gets forgotten about. So make sure to grab a thing of air dry clay. Like I said, the Crayola one is wonderful. There are also really fun sets of colored clay and sculpting materials, and you can get a set of tools to use for this kind of art making if you'd like, but household tools work well too. You could use a toothpick and a spoon and just different things around your house that your kids can use as they're modeling and creating with clay. So in a lot of cases, you can just start simple, get a few things, have it really nicely arranged for them so that it's inviting, so that things aren't hard to find and so that it's not buried under a pile of paper, which is a common problem that happens in our homeschool area. We've got an art cart and the top is nice and flat and things just get piled on top. But I try to make an effort to make sure it's cleared off so that those art supplies are showing and inviting and reminding my kids, come create with me. So see what you can do in just five minutes, maybe with 10 or $20 to spruce up your art area as school is starting this year. And then just have a running checklist in your mind or have a list on hand, different things you'd like to add as the year goes on. And just go with what your kids are doing, what they're interested in, and it's really good to curate that way when it's personalized. It's not just like a bunch of art supplies that your kids won't care about. The ones that you buy are the ones that they're gonna love. So be sure to check out the blog post about sprucing up your art area and find a few things, rearrange things, make it really inviting for your kids. And then I would love to see it on social media. Tag me on Instagram at Art History Kids so that I can cheer you on and take a look at your amazing art area, whether it's a shoebox or a shelf or a drawer or a whole room. Any of those will be amazingly inspirational for your kids. So tag me and come back next week for another video. And until then, stay inspired.